Hey everybody, this is Bob Brooks, host of the Prudent Money Radio Show. Just got off the uh, got off the air, talking a little bit about slam dunk investment strategies. Does it even exist? It, it really all depends on how you interpret it, and uh, how and, you, and that if you're looking at all the information that you need to be looking at to get a good interpretation of whether it makes sense or not. But I have 11 today. I only got through three, so you'll want to hang with me through several episodes, and we'll get through this. But I think it's extremely important to understand so you, to what you're looking at, what the rest of the story is, because that's always important, and so that you're making good, good decisions when it comes to risk and investing. Listen, if you got a question for me or if I can be of any help to you with your investments or anything fin- financial uh, related, financially related, make sure and uh, go to prudentmoney.com. You can always send an, e- an email in if you want to uh, discuss anything. Info at prudentmoney.com. Keep the faith. This is Alistair Begg of Truth For Life, heard daily and weekends on Bible School Radio, 91.3 KDKR, Decatur, Dallas, Fort Worth, and on 91.3 KYJC Commerce. Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. Well, does anything always work when it comes to investing? Today we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for Prudent Money. Afternoon. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. If you got a question for me, I want to invite you to go to the website, prudentmoney.com, and there's I, I break it down into there's two levels of questions. This is something that we just rolled out here not too long ago. The first level of question is, hey, I got an email. I want to uh, ask a question. It's easy. I can answer it back via email. No big deal. Then there's the questions that are a lot more complicated and complex. And those are the ones I really want to be able to answer and help you with. So that might require a phone call. And so I've put, I've uh, reserved spaces of time throughout the week that you can go online. You can uh, enter in your information, book a spot, and for no cost, I can help you with whatever you are struggling with from a financial standpoint, or maybe just, just trying to figure out some things. It's one of the things that I felt very led to do, very committed to carrying out, because I want you to have a, a resource that you can go to and you can get information that, uh, that will help. And hopefully it will be information that helps. And uh, so that's off the website www.prudentmoney.com. So is there anything such as a slam dunk investment, an easy way to make money, something that always works? I was thinking about this today as I was putting together work, uh, putting together today's program. And, you know, the, the conclusion that I came to is I think deep down inside, People want to believe that there is a slam dunk way 
to investing, something that always works or it works so much of the time that it that it's uh, that it's just too hard to pass up. I think people want to come to the conclusion through their experience that investing is easy. And a lot of this is, is uh, promoted by the fact that pop culture finance, which is broken down into the financial media, the financial services business, Wall Street, that type of thing, everybody who makes money off of making money for others and for a living and, and the uh, resources that bring information to you, which would cover the financial media. They kind of promote this underlying notion that it is easy to invest. All that you have to do is do A, B, and C, and you're going to get D. And as I've always said, I wish it were that easy. I mean, they speak in absolute truths. And an absolute truth is something that always happens. Well, there's only, as I've always said, there's only one absolute truth when it comes to absolute truths. There is no, there is no absolute truth. So it really comes down to interpretation and interpretation of what, whatever you are reading. And, and once again, with the mindset, not everybody, but I think there, there's that tendency to have that mindset to, boy, I wish it were easy. I wish this were the answer. And, uh, you know, just, just imagine a situation where I only have to make an, a, a decision one time, and then once it's made, everything takes care of itself. I don't have to worry about risk. I don't have to worry about recessions. I don't have to worry about the economy. It just all works. And, and the, the best part about it, it builds to a point to when I get to that I'll have a great retirement. I won't have to think about it. And I've, I've come to you with countless stories, through the financial media at least, that talk about literally you just have to do A plus B plus C, and that takes care of everything. Well, what I put together today is... 10 different types of investment ideas that kind of come across from the standpoint of investing is easy. It's not very, it's not difficult at all. A plus B always equals C. What I've learned about investing, and uh, I started my practice in 1992, and the one thing that has always stuck out with me is that just when you think 1 plus 2 equals 3, something happens that 1 plus 2 equals 4, or 1.2 equals 1. It's not always the outcome that you're expecting. It's not always easy. So let's talk a little bit about some of these philosophies of investing. I'll have to start with the, the probably the biggest the biggest uh, philosophy when it comes to investing, and that is buy and hold investing. Now, the, at the heart of buy and hold investing is that you are a long-term investor and you don't have to make changes because everything works out in the long term. I mean, the market always goes up in the long term. 
And what they'll show you is a 50, 60 year look at the stock market. And, and there's no denying the fact it always goes up. It looks like, even if it's a little bit of an illusion, because there's always more to it than just looking at a, at a graphic of this, the uh, graph of the stock market and watching it always go up. There's way more to it than just that. But that's kind of the lead in. You're a long-term investor. And you don't ever want to make any changes. You don't, especially don't want to try, which we'll get to this in a minute, time the market. You just leave your money invested. In fact, uh, John, um, gosh, his name just left my mind. The, uh, well, I can't think of his name. The gentleman who started, <laughs> started with a B. <laughs> I didn't do you much good. Uh, oh, uh, no, that, that, well, anyway, got to live live radio and you can't remember something. John Bogle, thank you. Thank you for that. John Bogle was his name. Is it, what was his name? He's, he's passed away. He's started in 1974 and created Vanguard Mutual Funds, a legend of Wall Street. I think he passed away a couple of years ago. And I, I had the blessing and opportunity to interview Mr. Bogle twice, which was as far as all the people that I've invested, that I've, uh, that I've, that I've talked to and interviewed throughout all these many, many years. Uh, I was, uh, I would, I would put him up there as in, in the top, at least top five or top ten, and just, just really fascinating guy. You can't take anything away from what he's accomplished and his success on Wall Street and investing in what he's done to create the index fund and, and, and all that. It's just pretty amazing, amazing stuff. He will tell you he's a very buy and hold long-term investing guy. That's what, and I wasn't going to just uh, start a debate with him on that. Because we'll remember what I always say, it's always an, it's just an opinion until you have actual concrete evidence that it works every single time and you are right. And, you know, sometimes I'm going to be right, sometimes I'm going to be wrong, that kind of thing. And so he's a big advocate of the buy and hold investment. And so let, let me take you through, and, and, and I, the buy and hold investing absolutely does work. It just doesn't work all the time. And this is one of the reasons why got to be careful with just the buy and hold mentality of investing. Let's say that you're in your 20s, you're, you're told that, that all you have to do is just invest your money, put it to an S&P 500 index fund if you just want to make keep it real easy and let your money work for you over time. Time in the market is the, the old saying. And you go through your 30s, your 40s, 50s, and 60s. You've been through bear markets. You've been through market crashes. But you've, what you've observed is the market always comes back. Well, let's say that it's the beginning of the financial crisis. Of course, you don't know this. And you're 65 and you're going to retire. 2007, you retire. The market's... It gets into trouble in 2007. You watch it. It falls 15 20%. starts to rebound. You say, ah, oh, that's no big deal. And uh, you're taking money out of, your, out of your retirement account. 
but you watch the market fall and you continue to watch the market fall, you're taking the same exact risk you've always taken because it's always worked for you. Then 50% later, you've lost 50% of your retirement account and you're in big trouble. You've also been taking money out for two and a half years while the market has fallen. And then you figure out you have to go back to work. You see, it, the only thing buy and hold does for you is just show you how to invest and hold the money when the market is going up. But as you know, the market doesn't always go up. It does go down. And it can go down in a big way. And so this is the problem is that you develop this habit of, of and, and developed a belief system that the market's always going to come back. That's been your, it's been your experience. But the point is, is that you get, to a, you get to where you really need that money and it matters. It really matters. And it starts to go down and you don't have any other strategy but to buy and hold for the long term. And that doesn't serve you very well at that particular time when you need the money. Very simply said is this, what are you going to do when you need the money? That's the question. This is Bob Brooks. We are up against the break. Stick around. I'll be right back. The word for today is excited to announce the new official online home for the ministry of Pastor Chuck Smith and K. Smith. PastorChuck.org. At PastorChuck.org, you'll have instant access to thousands of hours of verse-by-verse teaching by Pastor Chuck Smith from Genesis through Revelation, and full access to special messages on subjects such as prophecy and much, much more. Also at PastorChuck.org, a full library of great teachings by Kay Smith, and a section where you can read some of Pastor Chuck's books online, all free of charge. So visit the new official online home of The Word for Today and the ministry of Pastor Chuck and Kay Smith. PastorChuck.org Dynamic, practical, life-changing. There's no point in going to church and not letting the Christ who gave birth to the church on the day of Pentecost change your life. Join us each day as Pastor Paul Shepard applies the timeless truth of Scripture to everyday life. It's Destined for Victory on this great station. Weekday afternoons at 3.30 here on Bible School Radio, KDKR. When you see people with big bank accounts, influential jobs, and luxurious lives, you don't often hear them thanking God for all that good stuff. So why do people who reject God seem to have more blessings than those who profess Christ? Well, Tuesday on Focal Point, Pastor Mike Fabares cautions Christians against second-guessing or begrudging God's generosity. Find out why Tuesday on Focal Point. Focal Point, weekday mornings at 8.30, here on Bible School Radio, KDKR. Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know, I do appreciate it. I was just, I came across this article. It's the first article that I've come across that directly addresses inflation in fast food restaurants. Well, let me put it, say, not only fast food restaurants, any restaurants, because you know how expensive it is to go to a restaurant and eat out. 
I mean, they've, they've gone up at least 20, 25% since we've had inflation. In fact, they were going up before inflation was, was even starting to become a concern. And uh, this is the first, like I said, the first article that I've come across that really addresses this as an issue. And what they say in this, this article is that these uh, owners of these, these fast food restaurants are not going to do anything about lowering prices. Just wait until, you know, fast food restaurant used to be the very inexpensive way to take your family, if you're, especially if you're on a very tight budget, to eat and feed your family. Of course, it's always better than, uh, I would probably think the cooking is a little bit cheaper but when you you know life happens, you're just trying to get you're trying to get things done as quickly as possible. You don't have much time, and so just wait though. And I'll be interested to watch these statistics. Will these fast food restaurants be able to hold up when we go through the first major uh, economic re- recession? That all economics all economic economic uh, signals are leading to to the future of that we are they're sent they're forecasting excuse me can get that out that are forecasting that we are on the verge of at some point going into a very deep recession when that happens people stop spending money it'll be it'll be interesting to see how quickly those prices may come down this is Bob Brooks, and uh, sorry about that uh, interruption. Uh, what we were talking about, but I just found this fast food uh, article pretty interesting. So I'll share that with, with you, What uh, some of the things that came out of that another time, probably sometime this week. I'm talking about slam dunk investment strategies. Buy and hold has got to be the, the king of that. And the, the point that I want to leave you with is simply this. There's nothing wrong with buy and hold. Buy and hold does work. It works until it doesn't work, and it generally doesn't work for the individual who needs the money. And if you've developed a habit of watching it work over the years, when you didn't need the money, it was okay. And you developed the belief that uh, the stocks always come back because that's what you believed. You didn't need the money, so it wasn't any big deal. But at some point, you're going to retire, and you're going to have to you're going to have to understand that you need a different philosophy, a different strategy to investing. That buy and hold might be a very dangerous way to go. When it comes right down to it. So that's the first one. I've got uh, 10 of them. And I've taken about half the show to do one of them. Not, uh, not, doing, too go- not doing too good here. Okay, so the next one is chasing the big name stocks. And I just want to give you the one example that really sticks out in my mind of doing this. Now, we saw this leading up to the top of the stock market in January 2022. And by the way, unless unless things change in December and the last week of November, we are still not, the stock market still has not risen above the high of January 2022, which is pretty interesting. Not that it's, a, it's not that far away from that, that point, but it has not hit. It has not cleared that spot. So we have January 2024, obviously coming up. That would be two years. 
So chasing the the, the uh, big name stocks, you're seeing that right now in our our official intelligence. You're seeing people chase these stocks, put money into them, and, and it's like it's the easiest way to make money. And uh, we saw we saw this. Uh, it was investors started putting money, signed up for Robinhood, which was a a app that you could that you could uh, buy stocks with any, at any time. And they were basically changing these, ch- chasing these high flyers. Well, Citigroup used to be a, a big financial services conglomerate. Used to be one of those stocks. In 1993, and this, by the way, is 30 years worth of data. 1993, you could buy a share of stock of Citigroup for $43.90. $43.90. By 2007, the high before the bear market hit for Citigroup was $405 a share. So, it went from 93, went to $43.90 in 1993, to 2007, $405 a share. Pretty unbelievable. You can see why people were chasing that stock and investing in that stock. Meanwhile, a financial crisis hits, a bear market hits. Two years later, that $405 a share turned into $12 a share. $12 a share. $405 to $12 a share. People lost, could have, there's a lot of people who lost just about everything because they were piling into Citigroup thinking that this this stock's going to rebound, this is it, that's the bottom, it's going to come back. And uh, they went all the way down to $12 a share. Now, to, to make it even worse, and I, this is probably, during the financial crisis, one of my favorite stories, and it involves Citigroup, is that Citigroup was in trouble. This massive financial services company was on the verge of collapsing, on the verge of bankruptcy. This was February of 2009. I remember it as if it were yesterday. So it was all about all of the bad loans that the, the hundreds of millions of billions of bad loans sitting on their books. So the government decided they needed to do something to help Citigroup out. And so they changed the accounting laws. The next thing you know, literally the next month after all these, these accounting laws changed and Citigroup, now their balance sheet looked great because they didn't have to, that they didn't have to, to code those bad investments but really as a loss. They could put a, they can put a, a, a value it to these investments that was not real but it was the last value that they had, so they were positive. Citigroup actually posted a profit just because the government changed a law. Go figure. Today, by the way, it went from $12 to uh, today $45.20. That was as of this afternoon. Same thing is not only that, 
uh, Citigroup was, I don't know that they're worth $405 a share, but uh, they were obviously a legit company. GameStop, a company that was about to go out of business, about to go bankrupt, was manipulated by, uh, so, uh, by uh, I think Robin Hood was involved in that. And uh, it was a great movie that came out about that. And promoted by these, these stocks, we'll call them stock influencers. And everybody jumped on the wagon. Everybody bought the stock. And uh, GameStop went from May 20th from $1.25 a share to January 2021 to $86 a share. Today it's worth $12 a share. And people once again lost everything, thinking it was going to continue to go up. It's going to be a high flyer. Anything that that's a stock that has considered a big name, a high flyer, couldn't go down if it wanted to, that's where you got to be extremely, extremely careful. For most people, they won't look at, they'll just look at that as a buy and hold investment. But any, any, any momentum stock like that, any stock that's going up for no reason, going up in crazy amounts, got to be really, really careful of. Number three, pop culture finance loves to talk about the dangers of market timing. Where you buy a stock and uh, then you time the, the, uh, the top before it starts going down and you keep all your profit or you time the bottom and you, and you ride the stock price back up as it starts to recover. And they say you, you will not be successful market timing. And that I agree with. But they associate market timing with making any changes in your portfolio. And that I disagree with because I believe that you can make changes with how much money you're holding in riskier investments. You can reduce risk and you can increase risk by making changes. I don't think that that's market timing. I think that that's good risk management. So we made it through three. Not too good. I got it. I've got it. Eight, seven or eight more. We'll, we'll get there. And uh, we'll uh, finish up this list. Hey, this is Bob Brooks. You got a question for me? Please go to the website at www.prudentmoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time. Keep the faith and have a great rest of the day. That's all the time we have for today questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money.